So you wanna raise money from investors. You just need to put it online, right? Well, this video is a blast from the past of a video I recorded to help people who were putting together real estate syndications and funds in order to understand what that's online medium looks like. That it isn't just a put it up and magically money appears, but it's talking specifically about the online marketing media itself. So how does that need to, to be looked at? What's the framework for the, for online marketing in terms of finding those investors. I know you're gonna find this video helpful. And what we're doing is we're specifically talking in this video about the media itself about the way that we communicate online and how we do it, the mechanisms that takes place. So let's think about online. Now this day and age, most of the time when we think about online, we're probably thinking about Facebook, we're thinking about Instagram, we're thinking about YouTube, we're thinking about LinkedIn, we're thinking about um, maybe a blog somewhere, you're maybe thinking about podcasts. That tends to be the kinds of things that we're thinking about in, uh, in our current environment. So we've also got different ways, different media types in order to uh, do that. And so we can communicate on those media through video, we can communicate through audio. We can communicate through text. And we can communicate through the use of image. Now, in order of how well these work and how well, how sticky they are. Probably videos number one, audios number two, text is number three, and uh, image is number four in terms of actually converting mindset and capturing uh, and uh, capturing some attention. Now that image is gonna capture immediate attention, but unless there's something compelling there, it's immediately gonna fall off. So I would say video is number one, audio, then text, then image. And so all these different media we can put into what we tr traditionally think of in as online media. And there is also a growing uh, uh, world right now in terms of actually how people perceive these different sources of media. So Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. There's a perception out there that marketers simply need to put it up there and broadcast their message and they're suddenly going to be able to get investors or they're gonna be able to get customers. And that simply isn't true. So these are excellent sources and they allow us to communicate. But what there's, there's two different mechanisms to do, obviously. There's organic traffic that's created, or that there can be advertising. 
Now your organic, you probably are going to have more interest if because these people already have some relationship with you. So if you have organic traffic and you're putting it on, on Facebook, those are people who've already either liked your page or they've friended you or something like that. Um, whereas advertising, you're interrupting them in where they're at. So advertising is interrupting And organic, you may have some engagement. In organic, you're more likely to have that. Now, if you don't have a big list, that's understandable that you don't have a lot of friends and followers on Facebook. Um, but And here's why it doesn't actually matter. If you look at any of the big marketers, you'll notice that sometimes they'll have a lot of followers and sometimes the big companies and the big names that you know about don't have a lot of followers at all. And why? Because it followers don't matter. Followers do not matter on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube, on LinkedIn. It is a waste of time to go after. It's not a waste of time, I guess, in terms of getting organic traffic. But in terms of your time spent, time spent building those followers, it's not time well spent. And why is that? Because on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube, they're all liking you and following you and things like that, but you don't own that list. So those are all people that you can't immediately get in touch with whenever you want, unless they're already within on your list. So if I meet Joe or Joe likes my page and I want to really get in touch with him and send him a specific message. There's no real mechanism for me to do that. That's really engaging. What I'm trying to do there is I'm putting a post up. I'm hoping that Joe ultimately sees it and then uh, and can engage with it in some way. But what if Joe is in Tibet at the time for the next month? He's never going to see that post that I put up. Or what if Facebook changes its algorithm? They all do this from time to time and make it so that your content is less viewed. You suddenly have a much less possibility to engage with them uh, for any period of time. So what, uh, what we are ultimately trying to do is build a list. And so you probably are thinking, well, okay, then what you didn't write up here is my awesome website. Is my awesome website where I've got a great logo and then I've got this great menu bar. It's got the home. It's got investments. It's got um, my blog. And it's got contact information. And then I've got a really cool like video here about a neat building uh, that's really pretty. 
Um, and then I've got uh, some news over here. And then I've also got a contact us page, right? And here it says contact us and it lets them put in their name and their email, even their phone number, and then send me a message and say, wow, I can't wait to hear more. How often does this actually happen that somebody fills out that contact page and says, I want them to do more? I mean, even if they have the ability to find it from the very beginning, uh, because they're looking for you, probably, but if they're not looking for you, how likely is it that they're actually going to have traffic to this page? It probably doesn't exist. Now, it's not to say that your website isn't important and that I'm saying don't do a website. I'm absolutely not. I'm saying you need to have a website, but you don't need a website in order to build your list. The purpose of your website, I'm also, by the way, not saying don't do a contact us page, um, because why not? But what I am saying is that the purpose of your website, it is entirely for social proof and by social proof, I mean so that when somebody Googles you because you've talked to them, they, they see, oh, this person's legit. They've got real results. Maybe they have testimonials. Um, maybe they've got some press releases on it. And so suddenly now you look like the real deal. So that's the role of a website. And what other people do is they build a different kind of web page. And this is the kind of web page we call a funnel. And so you've probably, if you've been looking at marketing, you've seen ads for click funnels or funnel this or funnel that. Um, and funnels are perfect because what we're trying to do with a funnel, a funnel, well, a funnel has two roles. It is to build a list or set a time to talk. And so what's the best funnel look like? It doesn't even need your logo on it. It needs some sort of, uh, some sort of me media in order to convey a message, to communicate a message, just like we talked about in investor target lock. Some sort of compelling message that they were driven to from the online, uh, from online media maybe, or some sort of ad source. Uh, so they're driven to this webpage, some sort of message that's enough for them to want to hear more, and then ultimately enough for them to opt in, give you their name, give you their email, maybe their phone, and maybe schedule a time to talk. And the purpose of that is, again, build a list, set a time to talk. Now, you're actually building a list from both of these. And this is a mechanism for you to communicate. Your, your website is really grounded, though, in that social proof. And your funnel is really grounded in building a list. And this is the online media. This is the territory that we're taking place in right now, today. 
And losing track of this and thinking that, well, I'm going to get traffic just by putting something up on Facebook is not going to happen. You may even drive them to your awesome website, but you're not going to convert them and you're not ultimately going to add them to your list. The only way to do this is to have possibly compelling content up here and then drive them to a funnel to build the list. And then when you have the conversation, it goes back to the website. They're Googling back to you to find out more information. My name is Tilda Moschetti. I know that you found that video helpful to see what the framework looks like for, uh, for any sort of syndication or fun deal that you're putting online and you're using online resources from everything from social media to website in order to understand it. It also puts together in context what we mean by funnels versus websites and discusses that. And I'm sure that that's been helpful as well. Again, my name is Tilda Moschetti. I'm a syndication attorney with the Moschetti Syndication Law Group. If we can help you be successful too in your Regulation D Rule 506B or 506C offering, give us a call. We definitely take care of the legal documents that you're going to need to be in compliance with the SEC and state regulators, but we also can go beyond that and we can help you be successful as well by talking through the, the different things that come up as well.